0: To our precious Jesus today who saves, heals, delivers and blesses. this is your day for a miracle. In name of Jesus I pray Lord today that you will minister your word to us your people Lord I pray we will be immersed in your word. we will be penetrated by your word. we would live, Walking in your word, being moved by your word, being affected by your word, established in your word, in the name of Jesus, our wonderful Jesus, we give you the glory and the honor. Amen and amen. You might just closing the door chair just in case? Yeah. Well, anyways, I want to talk about dreams and visions again but I really want to say what I said yesterday in visions God reveals himself in dreams he reveals his plans remember Genesis 15 1. God revealed himself to Abram at that time called Abram in visions later God gave him a dream And we saw that in Genesis 15, verse 1, and then 15, verse 12. And remember that visions and dreams are always the result of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2, I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. And then we read, there'll be dreams and visions. So that's very important to know that every time God pours out His Spirit, people begin to have visions and dreams and visions. In visions, God reveals his nature. In dreams, God reveals his will and his plans for our lives. Now, I want to continue today. Oh, and by the way, remember, I also mentioned yesterday that when uh, Abimelech saw himself speaking back to God in Genesis 20, verse 3 to 7, King Abimelech, who was not a believer, he was a hedonistic king, because God does speak to the um, to the unbelievers, amazingly in dreams, because He did in Bible days. He spoke to Abimelech, He spoke to Pharaoh. Remember that. So, here we we see in in the Bible in Scripture where Abimelech was speaking back to God in the dream. What? Is that because when you see someone talking back to God in a dream, even though he's sleeping, God is revealing to him what he has to do. So anytime you see yourself talking back in a dream, it's God showing you what you have to do. So three things. Visions reveal God and his nature. Dreams reveal God's will and his plans. And if you see yourself talking back, God is telling you what to do. Very beautiful in the Bible. Same thing we see with King Solomon when we see him speaking back to God in 1 Kings 3, uh, verse 5 and 6 through 10, which we saw again yesterday. Now, I'm going to talk about again one more time uh, Job 33 because, see, God wants to speak to us at all times. Uh, remember a few days ago I was talking about hearing the voice of God and God says today if you'll hear my, my voice it's not a, a matter of if God speaks it's, it's, it's when he speaks and are we listening so God speaks every day and he does use dreams and visions of course he does in Job 33 verse 12 it says behold in this thou art not just I will answer thee that God is greater than man why does thou strive against him so when people fight against god uh, god wants to kind of wake them up he he wants to bring them back to the right way so it says god speaks once verse 14 god speaks once yea twice yet man will not perceive it so here it says in verse 13 why are you fighting against god When people fight against God or they're not doing His will, God in His love will come in a dream and try to bring them back to righteous living. God speaks once, twice, yet men will not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men, in slumberings upon the bed, Then he opens the ears of man through the dreams and seals up instructions. He talks to That he may withdraw man from his purpose. That's why dreams come. That he may withdraw man from his purpose and hide man and hide pride from man. He keeps back his soul from the pit. And his life from perishing by the sword. If the man doesn't listen, then sickness can come. It says he's chastened also with pain upon his bed. And the multitude of of his bones with pain. That he begins to abhor bread. His flesh now begins to get consumed away. He starts to lose weight. His soul, verse 22, draws near to the grave. His life is almost in the hands of the destroyers. Now, I love this. If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand, to show unto man his uprightness, so not many people can interpret dreams. It says, among one among a thousand. Not many people have the gift. And today I'm going to pray that God will begin to show you what it means and give you that gift of what does the, the dream mean. Okay, let's look at uh, Genesis 37 5. And Joseph dreamed a dream and he told it to his brothers and they hated him for it, of course, yet the no more. And he said unto them, Here I pray you. This dream which I have dreamed. For behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and lo, my sheaf rose, and also stood upright, and behold, your sheaf stood round about, and made made obeisance, or they bowed, to my sheaf. And his brethren said to him, Shall thou indeed reign over us? They understood immediately what that means. Shall thou indeed have dominion over us? They hated him yet the more for his dreams and for his words. Now watch this, and he dreamed yet another dream, and told it to his brethren, and said, Behold, I have dr- I have dreamed a dream more. Behold, the sun and the moon. And the eleven stars made obeisance or worshipped to me. He told it to his father and to his and to his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said unto him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brethren come to bow to you? Now, wait a minute. He never said, I saw you daddy and mommy and brothers bow. He said, I saw the sun, the moon, and the stars. Meaning that the sun would be Jacob. The moon would be his wife. And the stars, his children. Whenever you have a dream, and you see sun and moon, it's your family. Stars, your family. And sometimes we have dreams just like that. Now, who told Jacob, who told Jacob that the sun would would represent him? God told him that. Who told Jacob that the moon would represent the mother? Rachel, in this case. Or Leah, possibly, too. God told him that. He had the gift of interpreting the dream. And his, uh, even look, even his wicked brothers who hated him also knew what those sheaves were all about. Are you saying you're going to reign over us? They knew it. I believe God wants to give us his people as he gave Jacob and his family the ability to interpret dreams. Why would God give us dreams if, he, if, if if we think, think, God wants us to interpret dreams. So we need to pray for it, that God would, 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 would we need to pray. Father, in Jesus' name, and, and today I'm, I'm going to pray for you that. Father, in Jesus' name, give us the gift of dream interpretation. Because we see Jacob had it, we see his sons had it, why shouldn't we have it? God is not a respecter of persons. So dreams come to warn us. Dreams come also to fulfill our, our call, like with Joseph. God was showing him his call, where he was going. And we need to pray that, that it would happen. Now let's go to Genesis chapter 40. Now you, rem- you all remember... Pharaoh having a dream in chapter 40, verse 5. And, you know, just to save time, let's just go through it quickly. He dreamt... Let's just... You know what? I'll just read it. Wow. Well, first, first, before, before, let's just... Wait. Let's just, before uh, talking about Pharaoh, which is later, here is about the butler and the baker. And they dreamt a dream, both of them, each man his dream in one night. Each man, according to the interpretation of his dream, the butler and the baker of the king of Egypt, which were bound in prison. And Joseph came in unto them in the morning and looked upon them and behold, they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers that were with him in the ward of his lord's house, saying, Wherefore wherefore look ye so sadly today? They said, we have dreamt a dream, there's no interpreter of it. And Joseph said, do not interpretations belong to God? Well, they belong to God, therefore we can pray, and God can show us. I just said something, I hope you didn't miss it. All interpretations belong to God. We can receive those interpretations if we ask him to show us. Quite simple. Hallelujah! All right, and the chief butler told his dream to Joseph. This is verse 9. In my dream, behold, a vine was before me. Now, a vine is always in the scripture something that will bring a blessing. Always. In the vine were three branches. It was as though it budded. Her blossom shot forth. Now notice, it was all about a vine, blossoming clusters and ripe grapes. It couldn't be bad then. Pharaoh's cup was in my hand. I took the grapes. I pressed them into Pharaoh's cup. I gave the cup into Pharaoh's hand. All about abundance. All about something being given to you, not being taken away from you. Very important. And Joseph said, this is the interpretation. The three branches are three days. He knew that from God. Within three days shall Pharaoh lift up your head and restore you. Now, in this dream, we see something very enlightening. This gentleman, this butler saw what God Almighty is always, in the scripture, always speaks of as something that is a blessing to us. Vines, grapes, wine. These things are never signs of a curse. They were always signs of blessings. So if you ever have dreams about bread, grapes, Things like that, vine, fruit, it means something good is coming your way. Now, let's just go back uh, go and now I'm I'm gonna keep reading. And then he says, For indeed, you know, think on me and so forth. When the chief baker, verse 16, when the chief baker saw that the interpretation was good, he said to Joseph, I also had a dream. Behold, I had three white baskets on my head. In the uppermost basket, there was all manner of baked meats for Pharaoh. And the birds did eat them out of the basket. This man spoke of loss, not of something given to him. He was losing. Things were being taken away. Wow. Wow. Joseph says, again, the three baskets are three days. Within three days shall pharaoh lift up your head, will hang you on a tree. Birds in the Bible not, not always, but in many cases, speak of something evil, not something good. Especially when birds are taking things away from you. Okay, now. Um, Genesis 41:32. Whenever a dream and you remember the dream of Pharaoh, so I don't have to kind of repeat it. And it says for that dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice, because the thing is established by God and will shortly come to pass. So Pharaoh's dream about what he saw that brought famine to Egypt later happened more than once. Whenever a dream is repeated pay attention it's god it's not something that just happens because you had too many beans or whatever you know because sometimes dreams come not from 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 the lord sometimes many actually many times dreams come just because we are very active mentally uh, and here it is in ecclesiastes 5:3 for a dream cometh through the multitude of business well, God is not in it. Through much activity, in other words. So people who are always very active have many dreams. For a dream comes through the multitude of business, it says. Well, that's not from God. So we need to tell the difference. When is a dream just a dream? Because I'm active or because I ate something, whatever. I'm just being funny right now. But Active people, people who are always busy, 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 have more dreams than most people. Because it says, for the dream comes through a multitude of business. Or sometimes a dream will come in Isaiah 29. I'm just showing you dreams that are not from God, okay? So if you have dreams like Isaiah talks about in chapter 29, I hope you you people are enjoying this, by by the way. Okay, verse 8. It shall be... It shall even be as when a hungry man dreams, and behold, he eats, and he, he awakes, and his soul is empty, or when a thirsty man dreams, and behold, he drinks, but, but he, it's just all about, you know, there's, there's nothing happening. Why? Because sometimes dreams come because we want it to happen. We want something so bad that we will have a dream, but it's not from God at all. So false dreams come because people are always busy. Ecclesiastes 5.3 says that. Or a dream comes because we want it so bad. Another scripture, for example, in Ecclesiastes, we'll go back now to Ecclesiastes chapter 5 again, and we'll look at verse 7. Verse 7. It says, In the multitude of dreams and many words, there are also diverse vanities. So sometimes false dreams comes because people just talk about them. They they talk about dreams, dreams, dreams. I want to have a dream, and they actually bring a dream forth just by wanting it so bad. A lot of people they say who are, are in wheelchairs have a lot of dreams about walking. That's a fact. A lot of people that uh, that are that have. Um, bodily parts missing, have dreams about him, them having uh, uh, like full uh, full arms and so on. Uh, so that because it's a desire in them to, to, to not be on a wheelchair or to not have a problem with their body. So dreams often come because there's strong desires in people for certain things. So how do we know it's from God? When it's repeated. And more than that, God speaks through uh, symbols, through emblems. Um, but before I get into that, or may- maybe I'll, you know what, I'll get into that tomorrow. Because I want to talk about those emblems, like what are they? Because I'll, I'll think, we'll wait till tomorrow. But sometimes there are demonic dreams. And demonic dreams always happen uh, in order to fulfill and defile the desires of the flesh, to fulfill the flesh and its filthy desires, or to defile the flesh. And Jude, verse 8, speaks of uh, filthy dreams, filthy dreamers, it talks about. So we have to understand that there are dreams also from the enemy. And these dreams come to defile people. Likewise also these filthy dreamers defile the flesh. So there are dreams that defile the flesh. And these are all demonic in nature. So this is very key. This, I'm I'm gonna give you one last thing then we'll, we'll continue tomorrow. If you fill your heart with the word, you will have godly dreams. If you fill yourself with the world, you'll have demonic dreams. If you fill yourself with your own desires, you'll have humanistic dreams. Dreams that are born from your own mind. So, remember what it says, I repeat. Ecclesiastes, this is key, 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 I just gave it to you. And I want to make sure uh, that we all get it clear. A dream comes through the multitude of activity or effort. The word there is business in the King James. And then in, in verse 7, in the multitude of dreams and many words. Uh, so dreams and people talk about them. They talk how, how I wish I wish I would have a dream. About they they, they stir it up, but it's not of God. Okay. So we'll continue tomorrow on how to recognize. Tomorrow I'm gonna be dealing with how to recognize when it's God, because God always speaks through what are called similitudes in the scripture. And uh, we'll talk about that tomorrow. And these similitudes deal with signs rather than clear-cut things that you, uh, for example, the butler and the baker, it was all signs vine, grapes, a cup, wine, and so forth, uh, buckets, food, birds. These are all signs, and God speaks through signs, okay? Well, we'll talk more about that tomorrow, and I'm going to give you some a list of signs to look for, but let's pray. Let's pray right now. Father in the name of Jesus, I'm going to play some beautiful worship as we pray, hallelujah. Okay. I love this uh, album by Barbie Franklin, the beautiful violin worship. That's my hiding place, I love that. And I want to know you more. Oh, I love these songs. Father, in the name of Jesus, begin to speak to your people, Lord, in visions, in dreams, while they are in a deep sleep. Reveal your plan to them, your will to them. In Jesus' name, Lord, you said in your word It shall come to pass in the last days I'll pour out of my Spirit upon all flesh. And that you'll speak to your people in visions and dreams. Lord, we pray for a new outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon our lives. And speak to us through visions and dreams, which are the language of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. And Lord, I pray that anyone who's been having dreams lately, that you'll give that person clear interpretations. Give them the meaning of those dreams, Lord. In Jesus' name. And now, Lord, min- minister to your people, your healing power. I rebuke sickness and disease in the mighty name of Jesus. I give you praise. Amen, and amen. Thank you for giving. Thank you for sowing seed to help me take the gospel to the nations. And the seed you are giving is also gonna help me launch the institute we're about to launch. But remember what the Bible says. If we sow, we reap. And often when we sow, we sow in tears because we have to go to the bottom of the bucket, you know. But when we reap, we reap in joy. And when there are trials, when there are difficulties, that's the best time to sow because we declare our vote for the kingdom of God. We declare our faith in his promises. This is the time that when we go through trials or some trouble financially and we sow seed, we bring joy to the heart of God the Father because we show Him our faith. Remember what it says in Corinthians about the church in Macedonia, who was going through some trouble financially. It was a poor church, yet they gave all they had and they began begging Paul and the others to, to, to receive that gift from them. To be a blessing to the church in Jerusalem. And Paul the Apostle said, look what the church of Macedonia did. They gave, even out of their lack, they gave. But God Almighty blessed them. Because see, we, we can never lack when we, when we are givers. Because when we give, we live. It's more blessed to give than to receive, the Bible says. Why? And the Lord said that. Why? Because when we give, God pours out abundance on us. He opens the windows of heaven and pours out amazing blessings. It's the only time God says, Prove me, is when it comes to money. Prove me herewith, saith the Lord, if I will not open you the windows of heaven. That's the revival. And pour you out a blessing. There'll not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer, the seed eater, the devil, for your sake. Do You know that every time we give, God rebukes the enemy on our behalf. Do you also know that giving is a weapon against Satan? Do you also know that giving brings torment to the enemy? That's in Psalm 112. It says the wicked will see it and be grieved and melt away. Our money is a weapon in the hands of the Lord against the enemy. Think about all that I'm saying to you. And the Bible makes it very clear in Psalm 112. Anyone who fears the Lord is a giver. In Psalm 112, blessed is the man who fears the Lord, who delights in his commandments. His seed or children will be mighty on the earth. Wealth and riches will be in his house as the promise because he's a giver. And verse 9 says he's a giver. And verse 10 says, the wicked sees it and melts away. Giving drives away the devil. Giving declares our righteousness before God. Because it says that in Psalm 112, it says so. Hallelujah. Father, I pray, everyone watching, Lord, and listening, that is having some struggle financially, as they obey you today, Lord, that you'll bless them financially. Prosper them financially, increase that seed and increase the harvest, and Lord, secure their futures in Jesus' name with your blessings. Amen and amen. All right. You can sow your seed to Benihin Ministries today. You can do it online on the platform you are watching me on. If you can't, just go to our website, benihin.org. Don't miss tomorrow. Shalom. Love you all.